0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies we can live claritin clear with claritin d designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better this double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing A runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin-D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin-D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies It is Thursday, January 26th, 2023. This is episode 93 of the Human Hope Podcast. And I got one single question for you. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on. Hey, hey. We back. Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique Guzmán y And I'm here for you. Oh my gosh! I I um I just want to let you know something. I am recording this <laughs> just so you know, kind of where where my week is, where I'm at. I am recording this at 1 a.m. and the podcast comes out at 2 a.m. <laughs> this is just this is. I have finally hit my limit. I have finally I've, I've never done it this late before. I have finally gotten to where. Um, I've, I've pushed it. I I'm, I'm out of room. I'm out of room. And this is, um, this is, let me see. We're, we are two days after book launch, two days. My son is giving me a hug as I speak right now, tapping me, patting me on the back, which means he's awake at 1am, which means we're going to have a fantastic day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Lasai and I did play three games of FIFA tonight. Um, I don't know how you bond with your children, but I play video games and Rubik's Cube with mine. We are um, two days into the book being out, and I know everything's been about this book for the last few weeks. And listen, when you spend two years putting your blood, sweat, and tears into a project, this is this is this is what you get. Listen, I I, I used to be the type of guy that um, you know would would make art and then not tell anybody to buy it because I thought that somehow that was making me like I don't know some sort of hero. Like I'm just like pure. I'm not selling out. And I'm I'm like excuse me. It, it took me until maybe 45 years old to realize that no, actually. I I I believe this is worth $15.99 all of the blood sweat and tears I put it because I believe that the $15.99 has the potential to not only change your life but change your family's life change your coworkers' life change your your schoolmates' life change I don't know if you're listening to this in a senior citizen nursing homes' life everyone's life it 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 this book has that um, that possibility. And, you know, I, um, I rarely, I'll, I'll be honest with you, like I rarely read reviews. Um, only because, you know, the, the really, to be honest with you, the, the reviews I like, I like to read are the one-star reviews because they teach me something and I've yet to, let me see if I've, if I've got any one-star reviews. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, um no, no one star reviews. Got a couple four stars. Um one person gave me a four star review. <laughs> this is not a drill. She said because it was a no, actually it was a four and a half star review. She said I had to take half a star off because of the Taylor Swift joke. And nobody nobody can talk, talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I actually thought it was hilarious. So bravo to whoever that was. I can't remember <laughs> Instagram. But then I started thinking I don't remember the Taylor Swift joke. I I don't I don't remember what it was. Um but here we are. We are in what this is what I need you guys to do. Okay? I, I promise you next week we 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 coming back. We actually have a conversation that I'm going to put in this week's podcast um that is is going to be more than just me. Okay? Um we today we have a conversation with somebody that i think is going to be able to um help us be it's it's another how to human person it, and she takes on the the how to human part of really being human um and her name's Molly Fletcher and she's today's guest on launch week of my book How to Human okay um and i'm i really am going to start focusing on specific guests and, and you guys, again, you can help me DM me on Instagram that help us do one of the three things, right? Be human. And that's what Molly really helps us do today. Uh, see humans and free humans who are the people now, you know, y'all, y'all send me a lot of, um, of accounts on TikTok and on Instagram of people that do what we do as the Insta familia every so often, but they do it a lot more often, um, you know, give money to people to strangers. And like I get it, like I, I I'd like to interview some people like that, but I'd love to find people that are freeing people in other ways. You know what I'm saying? In other ways, which is why like my Instagram account is never going to be like purely just raising money for people. It's going to happen when it happens, but it's not going to be the thing. Um, today Molly is going to um to help us up our game is what she's going to do. But before we get to Molly Fletcher. Uh, I, I just want to go into a couple things that I think would be very, I, I know will be very beneficial for me. The first being, if you haven't ordered the book, well, now you don't, I, I don't have to say pre-order anymore. <laughs> just go buy it. But where I'd like you to buy it is at an actual bookstore. Now, if if that's like out of the way, if you can't pull it off, yes, please go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Books a Million, any of those places. But if you've got a local bookstore it's very helpful to me if you can go to the bookstore, drive there and pick a book up off the shelf, especially if it's a indie bookstore because it helps them. And I've noticed that a lot of independent bookstores are carrying my book. Now, here's the thing, just so you know, as an author, if, if they, if they um, stock these books on their shelves and nobody buys the books, and I tell you what's going to happen. The next time I release a book, they've got my little name in their database and they're going to be like, "Oh, like nobody comes to the bookstore and buys Carlos's books, so we're not going to order any and we're not going to put any in ourselves." That's not happening with this book. This book, they they saw the pre-orders and they stocked them. So a lot of Barnes and Nobles have like 10 to 15 copies, which is awesome. Go buy all those. Uh if you're if you're hearing in in Nashville, Franklin, Cool Springs. I've signed all 11 copies at the Barnes and Noble Cool Springs. So I know three people have picked them up, but head down there and pick yourself up a signed copy. Anyway, it really helps the the local indie bookstores, but it also helps me. And I just, I'm through therapy and inner healing. I've gotten to the place where I ain't scared to tell people what could help me <laughs> It really good so that's that's the first thing the second thing is and actually molly's conversation is um like I'm, I'm thinking back to the conversation right now because um i'm using some of her advice in this um number two leave a review leave a review five stars if you love the book five stars if you didn't <laughs> and Yeah, go to Amazon. It really helps me. And so like, I want to talk to those of you right now that are like, I'm not going to leave a review. Like I don't ever leave reviews. That means I'm going to have to log into something. I'm going to have to like type something. Listen, the book was great. Five stars. The book was mediocre. Three stars. I hated the book. I hated the book. Four, the forwards. One star. Like whatever it is you uh, feel about the book, I'd love for you to rate it and review it. Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, Good reads, good books. Um, Amazon. Amazon obviously is the largest distributor of books right now. So that would be the most beneficial for me. But please don't leave the other booksellers out either. Um, so that's what I'm asking you to do. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of you. So what we're gonna do now is very quickly take a left turn. Um, and hang out with Molly Fletcher. Let, let me tell you a little about Molly. Um, Molly has been called the female Jerry Maguire. Okay. So she has, I mean, literally I, uh, when I say Jerry Maguire, that means some of you guys are like, "What? what is that? You have to be again over 35 to know what that movie was. But she was a sports agent that had some of the top athletes in America. Listen, she tells some stories of some of these athletes in the podcast today and they're mind blowing. Okay. Um, She negotiated over $500 million in contracts. Okay. Can I say that again? She's negotiated over $500 million in contracts. um, And she's done that for over 100 Fortune 500 clients incredible for not only client for 500 clients but for you know athletes again John Smoltz um and not only athletes but coaches Doc Rivers she was their agent and she has such great words on how to approach negotiations in our humanity and listen, we're, we're, she's not teaching us all how to negotiate $500 million worth of contracts, but she's helping us negotiate uh, and, and, and walk along these like really testy moments in our lives, right? Like these moments where, um, Oh my gosh, like this is it. Like I, I have to stand my ground. What do I do when I feel like caving in? She helps us in those crucial moments conversations. And also she's a freaking fireball. I just love her so much. She's going to help you today. So listen, if you are uh, on on entrepreneur and an, oh, I can't speak English right now, it's 1 10 a.m. now. If you are an entrepreneur, okay, if you're a creative, if you're an educator, if you're a CEO, if you're, if, if you work at all, Which I'm assuming is most of you, and I mean, let me, let me, let me even tell some of you stay-at-home dads and stay-at-home moms. You need these negotiating skills with your freaking kids. I know how smart my four-year-old Sayana was when she was four. She could, she could make me doubt my own existence. I'm like, is water wet? I don't know. My daughter made me believe that it's not. She's like, a fish doesn't know that water that water's wet. She only knows that air is (gasps) dry. What? So, oh, so listen, I know that y'all even need to know how to negotiate, how to approach these incredible conversations that are literally going to change the shape of who you are and of your life. Molly Fletcher, I think it's time. Human Hope Familia, sit back, grab that pen and paper, because this one, this one is going to be like the gold nugget bomb.com. and welcome Molly Fletcher. Okay, Human Hope Familia, I am here with my new friend and close friend now because I just feel, I feel the vibe coming from her. Molly Fletcher, say hello to the Human Hope Familia.
1: Oh, Hello, Human Hope Familia. <laughs> I am a, man, I'm, I'm a I'm a fan of yours and honored to be here, bud.
0: Oh, listen, well, here's pretty cool. Like, as we record this conversation... You have a podcast that I was on. <laughs> I know. So this literally the same day that that you my conversation with you came out on your podcast, I'm recording this uh for my podcast. But just for maybe for people that aren't familiar with who you are, uh give us like, you know, if somebody if you were if, if we were just end up on a plane next to each other and you know, you've got your headphones on and like, you know, I'm like, like spying on your emails on your phone as you're like working. And then I'm like, Oh, I wonder what she does. And I lean over and I'm like, Hey, excuse me, man. I'm like, what do you do? Like, like, can you tell me what you do? Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, well, one, I, I, uh, you know, I'm married for 22 years to uh, yes. my wonderful husband and, uh, we have three daughters Okay who are all in college who are just a gift from above, as you know. Um, and then you know I was a sports agent for almost 20 years, Carlos. so I represented you know guys and gals who you know big league baseball players, broadcasters, golfers on the PG and LPGA Tour, um, coaches, college NBA coaches. And so that was my world for for 20 years, waking up every day supporting and serving these athletes and coaches. And then I wrote a couple books, inside of that journey, because really what I started to see was, gosh, you know, Doc Rivers is like Smoltz and Smoltz is like Ernie Johnson. And so cool. You know, I mean, I I started to see this common thread and I thought, gosh, what if I could take all this and re-deliver it to the world of business people more Mm. in a way that would help them to help them perform at their best in their world. And then the speaking kind of started coming, right? Like Carlos, you write a book, as you know. Yep my friend and people go, Hey, will you come and talk about your book? Yeah. And so I started speaking and really found that to be candidly more of my calling. I Mm. felt like, boy, you know, I can go to my grave and have made hundreds of athletes, a lot of money done record setting, get what I can do those things, but gosh, what if I could actually change people's lives at a bigger scale through such really unique experiences as an agent, because it's a front row seat to peak performance every single day, all day long. And so I shifted. Now I speak to answer your question about 80 to a hundred days a year, Okay, have five books working on another one like you, right? When one comes out, you've already yep. got the other one in the oh. towel like you. I know, man, I know. <laughs> and then we have a training company where we go deeper and wider with organizations often that, oh. that I have, uh, that I have spoken to around perf- all of it's around performance.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that, that, that is amazing. And, you know, for, I've got a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs that follow me, um, that listen to the podcast. A lot of people that are, you know, they've got dreams, they've, they've got dreams, they're butting up against things. And so like, you're going to be invaluable today. I'm going to ask you some questions that maybe can help us, but before maybe we get to some of the, how can you help us with our performance, peak performance? Like just the the simple fact that I'm, I have to go here, that I grew up in elementary school and high school in Atlanta and um, so all of my sports allegiances are in Atlanta. Unfortunately, for my Atlanta Falcons loving soul, are 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 like all all Atlanta. So when you say Doc Rivers, yeah. I just I suddenly go back to being a little boy and I'm suddenly like, <laughs> can you just give me a little Doc Rivers, just a little, a little yeah. Doc Rivers story, a little something about Doc Rivers? Because I'm telling you that man. Like him and Neek and Spud Webb and Moses Malone. Those were the
1: days. Oh man, that's so cool. Well, yeah. Well, and you remember Smoltzy too and all those guys, Greg Olson, Bobby Cox, all those guys, unbelievable people, Maddox, yes. Yeah. Doc Rivers story. Gosh, man. I mean, so many, I I think probably one of my, one of my favorite, couple of favorite Doc doc stories. One is. When he finishes a meeting with a player, when a player comes into his office, often the last thing he'll say to his guy is, what do you need from me? Mm. Well, and I cute. just I love it. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's it's sort of leaving that athlete with a, with a what do you need from me? And in the spirit of I'm here to serve you, I'm here to help you make make you better. But it also creates candidly a, a, a little bit of accountability, because if they go, no, man, sure. coach, I'm good. All right, good. Then go drop 40 for me tonight. Right. (laughs) So, so, you know, the other one that I love was there was a time when his guys, I think he was the head coach of the Celtics at the time and the players were really struggling. I mean, they were just not getting it done at all. And they were, he was frustrated. The staff was frustrated. The guys were frustrated. And so they come to Atlanta and he, he says to the guys, look, don't even think about going out because you're going to be exhausted the next day because we are getting after it. We got to get realigned. We got to get locked in. We got to we got to fix this. We're disconnected. Yeah. We're not playing together. We're not one team, all that stuff. So he says, I want every one of you down in the lobby at eight o'clock. Mm. We're going hard. Come dress ready to go. Yeah. So they're like, oh, coach, man, like Atlanta, we go out. We have a little fun. Then right. we go shoot around, whatever. And he goes, oh no, oh no, get ready. So they show up in the lobby at eight o'clock and he throws them all on a bus, uh-uh. rents out a movie theater at Phipps, which you know is a mall here in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they go and watch Rudy.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so it's like, you know, and 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 he, he so he just, he has courage at some level to change mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. To, to to call some audibles, if you will, from time to time. But absolutely, those are a couple. I love besides, it. Besides, you know, when I birdied a par 5 and he bogeyed it. I had a lot of
0: uh, fun with that. Yeah, let's go. That is that is amazing. You know, working working alongside um you know, high capacity leaders and athletes and all of all, all the you know, all the people that we see, you know, on our TVs or, you know, performing in those places. Um I mean, let's just get straight to it. as far I mean, I'm actually going to use this as a personal coaching call and people can take their their own notes and apply it to their life. So like <laughs> for me, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so here, here I am at, you know, I'm in my late 40s. I um, am relatively successful as far as, you know, I've, I've grown a platform. And, but I feel like Molly, I am like just hitting the lid. Like I am just, you know, I'm, I'm out of brain space. I've got no more brain space in me. Um, I am trying to do all things. Talk to the person that has a hard time delegating, talk to the person that has a hard time. Um, asking for help uh, and 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 tell me why it's important to maybe uh, ask for help and you know, and improve that area of my life. I'm just so, gosh, I just I edit my own podcast. I do everything myself. Oh, wow, you know, okay. I and so uh, I know. I know that's probably not the healthiest thing. So coach me. Our first partner this week is Athletic Greens. And let me tell you what, I started taking Athletic Greens and I started taking specifically AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every single day because I wanted my gut to get fixed. It was a hot mess. I was so nauseous every single day and AG1 fixed it. AG1 fixed it. All right, can I tell you what AG1 is? It's an all-in-one formula that makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional basis every single day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like my gut health. But not only did it help my gut health, it helped my brain. The brain fog began to go away as well. This is not just Carlos saying that this is something that I'm reading. This ain't something I'm reading. This is something that is absolutely true. So listen, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, AG1 is the way to go. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash humanhope. That's athleticgreens.com slash humanhope. Check it out. This show is also sponsored by Better Help. When I am my best self, it's because I got me some help. Now listen, when when I'm at my best, do you know what I do? I'm going to the gym, which I'm doing right now. I'm proud of myself, patting myself on the back. Every single day day. Why? Because when I go there and I run on the treadmill, Devin, my trainer, looks at me and goes, even though I feel like I'm running great, I feel like I'm fine. Like I'm fine. Devin's like, Hey, um, can I film you running? And I'm like, sure. And he films me running and I look so crooked and I look like a 90 year old man. And I'm like, Devin, is this what I look like when I'm running? He's like, yeah, you want me to help you? Yes. Can I tell you what? That's what therapy does. All you're doing is running, living, talking about your life in front of your coach. Okay. In front of your therapist, in front your counselor. And they're going to be able to, from a perspective different than yours, help you adjust so that you're running better, so that you're running with more efficiency. That is what counseling and therapy is all about. I have benefited tremendously from therapy, and I know that you can too. So listen, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online all you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists for no it's free like it's free if you switch therapist so there's no charge if you do it Okay, so listen, this is what you got to do. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. And Human Hope listeners, I got you a deal. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Human Hope today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Human Hope.
1: So are, so are you tired? You're physically oh. tired too? Exhausted? I mean, Drain?
0: exhausted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carlos, and you get this so well. I mean, to me, when we find ourselves there, we've got to go to our purpose, right? we got to Mm. go to our why. Yeah. In other words, I think when we can get to why we do what we do and what matters most and the Uh legacy that we want to leave and what do we want on our tombstone and what am I uniquely positioned to do? Yeah. You know, what can only I do? I think as leaders is a really important question to consistently ask ourselves. Mm. What can only I do? And what can I give away because Mm. you give a lot all day long, every day you give, 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 give. I mean, that's how you're that's, that's it, which is absolutely awesome. But the truth is we can't continue to give if we don't have enough energy.
0: It's true
1: for ourselves. It's true. Right. And, and, and if, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not going to have enough to give. So to me, number one, we've got to pull back and say, what can only I do? What can mm. only Carlos do? And what can Carlos yeah. give away? What yeah. are you most uniquely positioned to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what I- I can other people do? I mean, I, I, I often tell, you know, I, I did this video the other day of, of parents who coach their kids in sports. There's a mm. lot of people can coach your kids. There's yeah. not a lot of people that can be their mom or dad.
0: Right. That's true. You know, so
1: what are you uniquely oh, positioned oh, to do? And, and, and oh, how good. do you make sure that you stay in, in that lane and then I think, you know, at some level too, I, I was with a friend recently, Carlos, who's really successful, mm-hmm. uh, wife, mother, and she was saying the same thing. We yeah. were sitting on our front porch and she said, Molly, I got this promotion. I'm traveling more. Man, I'm, I'm short with my kids. I'm mm-hmm. never connected to my husband because he's, I, I just don't have time. Yeah, Can't, You know, she... She's telling me all this. And and uh I said, uh, what are you chasing? Huh? She goes, What are you talking about? What kind (laughs) of question is that? I said, Well, what what is I mean, you're it sounds like you're exhausted. She shared, she shared a lot of stuff, right? Like my husband and I, my kids, whatever. What are you chasing? And 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 she, it's funny, she was like, I don't know. I really don't know. And I said, well, I mean, do you, are you trying to, is it, is it material you Mm. want to, is it impact? Is it, what is it? Why are you exhausted and drained? Why don't you have the energy for the things that matter most? Because what we often see in life, right? Is that what we say matters and what we actually do are different. Mm. And that level of misalignment can be um, you know, it, it can negatively impact, significantly impact, but it's also an opportunity to, to wake up and, and, and open, yes, and open our eyes a little bit. So I think getting to the real core purpose, recognizing what are you you only uniquely yes. positioned to do, mm. letting go of the rest, and then asking, what am I chasing? Yeah. Which I think you're so clear on.
0: Yes, I do feel clear on that.
1: Yeah, but I think what what can you what can you give away mm. to allow you to do more of that, yeah. which is in fact your purpose, your calling, right? And definitely what you want your legacy to be is is you know insta fam- familia yeah. and all the things that you give and all the incredible lives that you impact yes. through that platform. Y-
0: you know, it's funny I, I hear you. I mean, right away I'm like, okay, you know what? I as much as I love the way. It sounds when I edit my podcast because I'm just like such a like I'm I'm a former musician right so I'm like sure I I, I love the way it sounds probably ninety nine point what I hear Molly telling me is ninety nine point nine percent of the people probably aren't noticing and appreciating that a uh, skill that I have and I could probably offset this to somebody else that would free more time for me to change people's lives mm-hmm.
1: and and I guess I would ask you this Carlos as a follow up do you like
0: doing that uh, okay so so that that is something that. Yeah, I kind of do. Okay. Like you know like like I do kind of, yeah. but to be honest with you, it is one of those things that you know, I do like I mean, okay, let me let me look a little deeper on that. Do I actually like the cutting and and pasting of the sound files? No, no. But but yeah. I do like I do like to make it sound the way I I like. Does that make sense? I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: Well, and I think sometimes we've got to we've got to take a couple steps back. To train the person beside us who can do yeah. it as well as we can, yeah, and 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 put some systems in place to be a part of it. But to me, you know, one of the things that we do in our energy training, Carlos, is as I challenge people to pull back and say, "What really gives you energy? Mm. What fills you up?" And, and, and watching you, man, I mean, it's 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 walking up to that guy pulling yeah. out, oh yeah, from Walmart the other day, right? Or putting yeah. your arms around those incredible women at Waffle House. Oh. I, I mean that's what gives watching you. That feels like that's what gives you energy. So I think you've got to pull back and say, what are you know, what I would challenge your listeners to do, who the world is full of people right now who are exhausted, they're drained, they're burned out. Mm -hmm. And and the truth is the level of demand on people today is often exceeding their capacity. Yeah. And at scale and over time, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And, and the result of that often is we compromise the things in our lives that matter most we and we also compromise ourselves
0: often. yes yes so i
1: think we've got to pull back and say what gives us energy write those things down That's and so then good. i think pulling back and saying what drains us like what do you see on your calendar and yep. you're like you're choking? <laughs> yeah, right like totally or the person that calls you and you see their name and you're like yeah. shoot me yeah. i'm out <laughs> i'm out <laughs> those are the things that we've got to delegate or remove away and the things that give us energy and that we're uniquely positioned to do and serve against those Uh, are the things we want to pour into more.
0: Yes. That's so good. Literally like I, you just, you just shifted my future. Look at that. Just in a couple of sentences, that was amazing. You know, um, we, 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 we sit in a, in a, in a season where there's just a lot of tension. A lot of people just, it feels like tension filled, not just from work, but just from life. And like, Politics and all of these like divisive things, and and I feel like like there is a lot of pressure all the time, and mm-hmm. we 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 butt up. At least I do. I butt up against a lot of um, pressure moments in my life. So you know we, we those could be weekly. Say it's a big meeting with somebody uh, for me, for instance. Um, you know i I love to make people's lives better. So because that is my overarching kind of theme for what I do. That I even have. Sometimes it's a problem because sometimes that's a problem because like in a meeting where I know this, this would be better for my business. This would be better for my book career. This would be better. I tend to just kind of like fold into just kind of appeasing the people that are in front of me. And so I, sometimes I find myself, and I know a lot of my listeners are the same way. um, I find myself in these pressure packed moments where it's like, oh my gosh, like they just sent me a contract and um, here it sits and it's good, but I think it can be better, but I don't know how to like approach these moments. Talk to us maybe, and it doesn't have to be specific, but just, just like some overarching um, nuggets or themes as far as like these pressure moments that we all are going to find ourselves up against, some of us more often than others, but we're all going to get there. How do we handle those um, for the betterment of, of ourselves and not necessarily you know, always trying to, you know, help Mm -hmm. out the other person on the other side who probably to be honest is looking out for themselves as opposed to, does it make
1: sense? Sure. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think number one, I think we've got to recognize that when we're a little bit uncomfortable, Mm. when we get that little pit in our stomach, right? Like, but that's when we can grow that's Mm. when we can evolve. That's when we learn. That's when we, and, and, and what I can promise you after almost 20 years, it with, with with athletes and coaches is that they're sca- they're scared to death when they're making that call with yeah. two seconds left in the game and it's the final play and are they drawing it up right? right? The, they the, are. You know, what,
0: so that's good to know. That yes, they, they, they are. are yeah, hundred percent.
1: Okay. I mean, when a when a golfer standing over a pot to win yeah. their very first golf tournament, yep they they would tell me after I was freaking out. Now, <laughs> it, 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 you know what I mean. And so, yes, they have all the tools and the mental uh, focus and discipline, right. and they've prepared for these and they've visualized these. But they're human beings, yeah, and 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 they're about to win their first tour event, which is going to change so much in their lives. Or a, a guy that or gal that's going to win their first major, or you know, I, I think about you know my 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 baseball players when they're when they're pitching in a really big moment. I mean, they're they're nervous too, and so mm-hmm. I think we've also got to recognize that 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 stepping into those moments that we feel that fear, that pit in our stomach yeah. Yeah. creates an opportunity for us to get stronger and, and, and get better. And, yeah. but I think in these moments too, we've got to say, why am I doing this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? I like why? Why? Yes. You got to go back to the purpose because like, I remember, you might remember this as an Atlanta guy, right? So I remember when Smoltzy, he was a pitcher, he yep. was a client of mine and, and John was a starting pitcher, as you know. Yep. Well, John 10 plus years into his career, the phone rings, the GM calls and says, Hey, Molly, we, we, uh, we, we need to long story short, we, we're wondering if John would be a closer for us next season, we don't have anybody that will, that will close, there's nobody in the minor league system, there's nobody we want to trade for, there's nobody on the free agent market, listen, yeah. you know, can you guys talk to John about whether he shift to the closer role? Now, like, this is sort of crazy, all his career, he's been a starter and a great one, Cy yeah. Young Awards, all that. Well, John wasn't uh, particularly comfortable with this shift. This was hard. It was uncomfortable. It was, it was, you know, creates fear, all those things. And by the way, everybody's watching, right? Sometimes everybody, sometimes we feel fear, but everybody's not standing over our desk. There's not hundreds of thousands of people standing over our desk going, I'm just waiting for you to jam Uh this up. (laughs) Yeah. But there are with those guys, right? And so, but John's sort of his mindset was. Bobby needs me to do this. The mm-hmm. fans need me to do this. These 24 other guys in the dugout need me to do this. Yeah. Right. Like in other words, with John's shift to that closer role, it really wasn't about John. Right. It was about those 24 other guys in the clubhouse. It was about Bobby. It was about the fans. It was about his teammates. It was about closing a gap that his team needed him to close. Wow. And he did it. Wow. So I think we, when, we, when we're when we clear on the why mm-hmm. and the purpose around stepping into that yeah. angst that pit in our stomach, And taking the time, you know, you talk about like a deal coming across your desk that you're like, ugh, not sure. Uh You know, I wrote a book on negotiation and one of my favorite tips is, I mean, there's a lot, but one is, you know, shift from defensiveness to curiosity. Okay. Which I think can be a really powerful mental shift, right? Like you get defensive, you're frustrated. Why are they lowballing me? Why are they coming? But get curious, right? Because to me, negotiation is a conversation and it's an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get in the head and the heart of the person. And then the other thing is, don't be afraid to pause. Mm. Stop. Give yourself a hot minute, right? And the thing that I think is important for people to recognize is when we pause, we send really kind of powerful messages to the other person, right? Mm -hmm. That can be pretty powerful. And a pause can be a day, two days, a week, a month. But it sends a message, you know, good or bad, right or wrong. And so recognizing that there's an opportunity to be intentional about that with a pause Yeah. And create some space because the last thing you want to do is, is agree to a bad deal. Right. Right. That now you're inside of, and you can't get out getting out of it is clunkier uh-huh. than, than oh having God. a difficult conversation. Been
0: In one of those, been right. in one of those, my, Nightmare. my first record deal. It, it was moved to Nashville, 2010. Oh my gosh, you're going to give me a record deal. You know what here? Where can I sign? You know? And then uh-huh. when it was time to get out, it was like, Oh my gosh, that, I didn't read that. Um, <laughs> right. even Molly, where was Molly in my life? <laughs> what, what, well, tell me this. What? When do you know, like, you know, so, so you're in these pressure pack moments and you're, you know, you're trying to negotiate. I mean, you wrote a book on negotiation uh, and your heart is in it. Like, you're just like, I can't believe there's an opportunity in front of me to do something. I didn't think I was going to do and, and, or get a job. I didn't know if I was yeah. going to get or yeah. get a promotion. I didn't know, but are there going to be, are there, go- yes, there are going to be, I'm answering my own question, but moments where you, you have to like walk away where you have to be like, you know what, this is, this actually isn't for me. How do you know when, when to be like, nope, th- this is just a hard no.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I love Tom is Michigan State men's coach. He says to his players, you better be better than your problems. Mm. right (laughs) which which he's kind of saying you better be so good on the court right like you're worth dealing with if you're driving me nuts off the court
0: right yes yes
1: so i think i think that at some level has to be a question that we ask ourselves right is is this going to be better than any any problem or challenge that this could create right but but yes we have to have the courage to, to walk away and it's hard and and the question i always like to ask myself in those moments is if I wake up in six months or a year and I'm inside of this situation, am I Uh going to be pumped or am I going to regret it? Right. Right. Am I going to be setting myself up for, for a struggle or a challenge or a failure? Mm -hmm. Am I going to set myself up for it or is it better to walk away? And then I think pulling back and saying, how can I walk away with class and keep the relationship intact?
0: So important.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, for, you know, for me, I mean, the, the sports agent space is tiny, yeah. The number of teams you're dealing with, very small. The number right. of manufacturer reps in golf, athletic directors, network, very, very small. And you're coming to them with one athlete or coach or whatever it might be. And and, and then a, a week later, you're coming with maybe with another one or yeah, another one. True. Or oh, you got a guy coming out in the draft one year and 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 you take a pass on a deal and and, and then you got another one coming out with that, that same team picks the following year. So mm. relationships and keeping those close and being um, a, a objective and thoughtful about that is, is, is imperative to me. And I, I think, I think negotiation, it's funny, Carlos. people say, God, man, as an agent, like, what'd you do dude? you just took the gloves off yep, got yep, on the yep. other side of the table and it was on. And it wasn't like that for yeah. me. And I don't find that to ever yeah. be, be a win. And so you've got to pull back and say, how do I hit the eject button, but do it in a way that is going to allow me to, Potentially support this relationship some other way, oh. but not be as bound and locked into it. Um, if it's not going to serve me or them in the long run.
0: That is so good. You leaving well, leaving something well is just so, oh, it's just so important. It's funny. You talk about, um, you know, people's ideas of a sports agent. And I definitely, you're, you're, <laughs> you're my first sports agent friend. So I definitely, it's you and Jerry Maguire, right? Like it, that, that is my idea of like what it is Give give Jerry Maguire. Okay. Right. Okay. If if you're under thirty and you've never seen the movie, okay, <laughs> you go watch it. But for those of us that have, um, give us what's true and give us what's not true. Give, give us give us the the you know what what we think about when we think of a sports agent. Actually, you know what? There is a lot of that happening, and there's not a lot of that happening.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it depends on the actual athlete themselves, what the mm. like, how they're wired, what yeah. matters to them, all that kind of stuff. You know, funny story. One time Smoltz came up to the office, who's pretty different than uh, what Cuba Gooding in the, in, the, in the movie. But John comes walking down the hallway with a briefcase with a bunch of chocolate quarters in it. You know, those little those little yeah. things. And he's like, show me the money, <laughs> That's so, which is like, so the antithesis of John. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. But um. You know, it, it is, it is a, it is a fire drill. It yeah. is, you're, you're anticipating as much as you possibly can, but you're also reacting a ton. Like you saw yeah. him doing, you know, with, with, with me, I, I built the division. We had about 300 athletes and coaches when I stepped away and okay. they're getting up. You When you have 300 people waking up every day doing mm. what they do, yeah. there is, they're getting hired and fired. They're getting released. They're getting called up. They're getting traded. They're getting injured. They're getting healthy. Mm. It is constant and it is twenty four seven, like the movie yeah. portrays. No question about it. Yeah. Um, I uh, I would like to say there was a less less. There's a little bit less of the uh, babysitting that at some level you saw in that movie. <laughs> right, um, right, right. And, and I and I was fortunate that we put like a, a, a team around us to really help serve not just the athlete but the the entire family. Okay. Really.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Um,
1: but it's, 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 as competitive as it, as it portrays. I mean, mm. in the agent business, somebody told me once that there's more agents than athletes to represent.
0: Really? Wow. Super jacked up. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, and, and I don't know if that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know the sure. math on that per yeah. se, but somebody yeah. told me that once. I mean, so it's just, it's really competitive. I mean, you take your, you know, I, I remember once in Chicago, the, the Braves were playing the Cubs and I, I flew up there for a game and, I had a couple guys on the Braves and a couple guys on the Cubs, and so we went to the to the to the hotel bar after to grab a drink after the mm-hmm. game, and and the it, the lobby was just full of agents just waiting to grab them and take them really? to dinner or anything they could do to get their attention and connect with them, and so it's very relationship intensive yeah. business, as is candidly right most businesses, right? But you know, I I always wanted to consistently over deliver to the athletes and coaches that we had so that uh-huh. when they, they could confidently walk by every one of those agents in the lobby that I competed yeah. with yeah. and walk right in without a doubt, knowing that they were in the right place and yeah, they were with somebody that truly cared about mm. helping capitalize on what is such a unique window of time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Carlos, you, you meet and serve people at, at really, really pivotal point. You create mm. pivotal points in their lives. Mm. And you know, for for me, I took it really seriously—the opportunity to support them in a window of time that's two years, three years, four years, where yeah, where it could change the trajectory of their life and their family's Gosh. life if it works. Yeah. Right? Um. So it's powerful.
0: Yeah the 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 caring piece of um of I think your job um mm-hmm. you know I mean probably probably puts you in spaces where you're caring. You, know, you're, you have to have your heart a little bigger than maybe you do if you're just caring for your family. You're actually caring for, you know, these high capacity athletes and leaders and whatever it is. You know, I think we all have space, uh, in and, and people in our lives that may be in very high pressure jobs, whether sure. it could be your boss or, um, and I want I want to lean on this for just a second. And and how you cared for them because uh, I mean I can I can think right now of like four people that I know that are are probably in way higher pressure situations than I'll ever find myself in. Well, I mean what, I'm I'm really close with um, Walker Zimmerman who is um, the one of the captains for U.S. Men's National National Team and he uh, in the World Cup very first game of the World Cup like fouls Gareth Bale in the box and you know PK and. Everyone just comes onto my Instagram page because they know we're friends and like, oh my gosh, your buddy, da-da-da. And so like I'm sitting here going like, How do I love him? Like, like, like he this is, you know, and that's a that's a big example, but but a lot of us have examples of of people that we know that are, you know, at levels of their leadership or that is very, you know, pressure-packed. How do you care for someone's heart that is that that is there. Cause again, one of my big things is see people, see people. Yeah, how do, sure. how do we? I think it's really easy to see to see people that are maybe down and out away from us, that 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 maybe say, like, Oh, we can see them because they're invisible. But how do you truly see somebody that is the opposite of, of invisible? Somebody that feels like they are seen like Smalls by millions of people waiting for them to mess up. Mm. And when they do mess up, they're coming at, but they need people that they can trust that sees their hearts. How do we do that well? Now I remember when I was a kid and it was vitamin time, my mom would pull out the vitamins and I could pull them out. And I remember they kind of looked a little chalky and they were in the shape and they actually looked just like a cartoon character that I loved on TV. And when I ate them, I was like, oh my gosh, like these taste like Jolly Ranchers. And you know what? Basically they were. Why? Because children's vitamins in the 80s when I was growing up, I mean, I don't know how much vitamin was in there, but when I now look at the research, it was not what I needed to be putting in my pie hole. Can I tell you what is something that my kids, if they're little, or even myself—I ain't, ain't no shame in my game—I'll be taking this stuff too, put, put in my pie hole. It's the Haya vitamins. <laughs> let me, let me, let me let you know. Typical children's vitamins are—they're basically candy in disguise, filled with literally two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why Haya was created. The pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamins. Okay. While most kids vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya is made with zero sugar. That's right. Zero sugar, zero gummy junk, and it tastes great and it's perfect for your picky eaters. Now listen, it is non-GMO, it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, everything-free so that you can be feel secure and safe when you're giving it to your child. I have been taking it myself. Why is that? Well, because my daughters are in Paris right now and I can't force-feed them these vitamins, so I've been taking them myself. So listen, we have worked out, and you guys, your mind's gonna be blown, we've worked out a special deal with them for their best-selling children's vitamin, Listen, you ready? I'm, I mean, this is crazy. Receive 50% off your first order to claim this deal. You got to go to Hayahealth.com slash human hope. That is H I Y A H E A L T H dot com slash human hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That's Hayahealth.com slash human hope.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love it. Um, you know, I mean, one one thing I think first and foremost is, is to do our best a, a, as someone who was there to serve them and support them and yeah. is, is to anticipate for them, yeah. you know, they, because they mm, awesome. are waking up every day and, and working to execute on such a high le- at such a high level. At some level, it was my role to help anticipate moments that maybe they weren't anticipating themselves. Because yeah. when you're in that world, you think it's going to last forever. Uh-huh. You at some level start to begin to think you're invincible because of the people around you that tell you how incredible you are constantly. Right. I mean, these guys, you know, I was on the phone with one of my guys once and he pulls up to a, you know, Chick-fil-A, I think, and he orders and he gets up to the to the counter and the lady just freaks out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, this is on us. We're so excited. I mean, or, or like one of my guys got pulled over by a, by a, by a cop and the cop walks up to the tr- to the car and he was on the phone and he goes, hold on. I just got pulled over uh-uh. and I hear the cop walk up and go, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Listen, never mind, No big deal. Here you go. But would you sign my ticket, the ticket <laughs> really? that I was going to give you? Would you just sign? So it's like, they're in this world that is yeah. not real at some You're level. Right. So I think you've got to anticipate for them because it will end. Wow. And how do you make sure that they are aware of who they are when they're not on the mound or the court or the course when that because what i tell my guys all the time is when that jersey comes off your back Mm -hmm. and you're not making 15 million dollars a year yeah people don't take your call like they do now right people it, it, it will change and it will end and we have to prepare you to recognize who you are underneath that jersey Yes. You're more than a guy that throws hundred miles an hour. You're more than a guy or a gal that drains pots on the weekends. Yeah. More than that. And you have a long life to live after this is over. And we need to prepare for that as much as we feel like it's never going to end. So anticipating, I had a player once who I started to anticipate that he was going to get traded. And he was a hometown kid, really special guy. And I thought he wasn't performing well. And I yeah. thought, gosh, as hard as this is going to be for the organization, I think they're going to probably trade him. Mm. But he sort of probably at some level in his heart thought that'll actually never really happen because uh-huh. I'm selling too many jerseys That's here. Right. I'm yeah. too big of a deal I'm that. Yeah. And sure enough, he called me one day on his way home from the park and hysterically crying. Oh, and wow. He said, you're not going to believe it. Ma. I just got traded. And I had anticipated that moment, Carlos, mm-hmm. to your question. Yeah. And my role in that was to help shift his mindset as quickly as I could, help him yeah. recover as quickly as he could and prepare yeah. for what was next. Yeah. And so I think when we can anticipate for people, that is
0: such a good word.
1: Then we're better positioned to serve them yeah. when the moment arises. Yeah. Which I think is is often our role as human beings.
0: Yeah. That is, that is uh, anticipation. I've really actually never thought about that is serving their heart, anticipating for them. Um, that's strong. That's strong. Okay. So, you know, this podcast is called human hope. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you've given me already a lot of hope in my. Um, just in in everything that I'm doing, and I know a lot of my listeners are have been frantically taking notes. And you've got like you are like a nugget bomb, like you've you just <laughs> dropping these all all these tweetable moments that that's just amazing. You're so gifted in that. But I, a question that I want to ask you is, you know, it's called human hope. You're human, and I'm assuming you have hope. Where where does your hope come from these days? It is the beginning of 2023. Where is Molly Fletcher finding hope these days?
1: You know, I I would say in human beings, Mm. I love people Yeah, and not at a uh, surface level, at a deep level. Mm. And I'm hopeful that we can find a way as communities, as a society to continue to come together, to love each other, to know that when we, you know, as my friend Bob Goff says, when we, when we, when we lead with love and we show up that way. Yep. Uh, we can connect. And I yeah. think that that's what we as human beings crave is connection. Yeah. And that's why COVID was so, so, so difficult on so many yeah. levels, but we we are wired for connection. We're yes. wired to be together to align and support one another. And I think, you know, I, I, my personal purpose and mission statement in life is to lead, inspire and connect with courage mm. and with optimism. And that stays at the center of what I hope to, to your, to your point, be able to do every single day with, with, with whoever we encounter, right? Like, like you do, Carlos, I do not come close to the man you are as a woman, but I strive to be a better version of myself every single day and, and to keep others at the center of, of the way that I show up and live.
0: Well, listen, you're an amazing woman and you uh, have inspired me uh, and and I I actually I'm selfishly I'm just so glad that I I'm, I'm calling myself your friend now that like I'm I, my parents live in Atlanta I'm gonna bother you when I'm down there um, we're gonna get wait. lunches we're gonna hang out and but just thank you for coming and, and sharing with the Human Hope familia we uh, uh, we're better for it so thank you friend
1: I I am I am honored man when you're in Atlanta maybe we can go do a little give
0: blitz together I would let's think. go let's, let's go. go I love it it's so All good. Right. Come on, Miss Molly. Come on, Miss Molly. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Hey, give Miss Molly a round of applause. She deserves it. Um, life changing. I'm, t- I'm telling you, put those things into practice and your life will change. Hey, Dr. Delight, why don't you hit it real quick? Oh, here we are. All right, fam, that is the end of another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique, with the I would love for you to share this podcast with somebody that you know will get some goodness out of Miss Molly. Hang up. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on. All right. That's it. I love you. I'm so grateful that you are on this journey with me next week. Oh, <laughs> Hey, I, I. Here's a little hint. Waffle up. Give me some scattered, smothered, chunked, covered, topped in dice, please. On two, like one. Oh yeah. You're not going to want to miss next week uh, because we've got some very special friends coming on the episode. Y'all know what to do. Y'all know what time it is. Hey, I will see you next week on another episode of the human Hope podcast. Thank you for all your support. Please like review and subscribe on all the platforms and let everyone know that this is the place to find themselves. Some hope. And don't forget, go give Molly Fletcher some love as well. See you next week.